today's Ag Spotlight episode is sponsored by Energrow. Energrow's oil seed pressing system helps farmers crush their feed costs. The easy way to make fresh, homegrown, high-quality meal plus expeller pressed oil right on the farm. The fully automated Turnkey Crush Pro is easy to set up and run 24-7. To learn more, go to energrow.ca. American Egg Spotlight. I'm Chrissy Wozniak. My guest today graduated with a master's degree in philosophy and has worked in sales and marketing in many regions and industries over the last 20 years. The potential for reducing chemical fertilizers, pesticides, and improving the quality of food led him to join Harvest Harmonics in 2016. It was then called Organic Earth Tech. Today, I would like to welcome Jim Kurtz. Welcome, Jim, and thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it's, been, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell me about your background. How did you end up in a career in agriculture? Well, it's, it's kind of an interesting, I think it's one of those full circle type of, um, type of situations where both of my grandparents are, are, were farmers. Um, you know, I really hadn't had anything to do with farming other than, you know, we used to have a garden and stuff, but, um, you know, I, I worked, like, like you said, in a number of industries. And then when, uh, when I found out about Harvest Harmonics, which as you mentioned was, was then called Organic Earth Tech, you know, I really looked at this and said, this is one of those kind of, uh, you know, revolutionizing type of uh, products and technologies. Like, you know, you, you can think of examples like the internet, you know, changed the way we we communicate and, and access information. You know, the iPhone changed the way we communicate in, in terms of having cellular devices, you know, and, and, you know, Elon Musk is kind of doing the same thing. In fact, a lot of people are comparing us to him in terms of his his impact upon the automotive industry and the space exploration industries. You know, we're kind of that next leap forward for agriculture because, um, you know, the model of conventional agriculture is is a bit broken. It's it's kind of, um, you know, forming a dwindling spiral. And when I saw what this technology was already doing even then, I decided this is something I really need to put my my attention and my efforts behind the rest is history. Yeah. And then, so, so what is Harvest Harmonics and what's the company's history? Yeah. So, uh, we were founded actually back in 2014, um, under the name Organic Earth Tech. And, um, in 2019, we rebranded as Harvest Harmonics. And the primary reason for that was when we were Organic Earth Tech, a lot of the conventional farmers or or farmers that were using chemicals, they were not organic farmers. Um, thought that that they had to be organic to use it, and so we did, we we just decided to change the name of the company so that that confusion that wasn't sense. continually preventing people from finding out about us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we we started back then. We were really in the research and development phase um, for that first probably from 2014 to 2019. Um, we had a product back then that was producing 20 to 30 percent increases in yield, um, but we only had a flow rate capability of about 20 gallons per minute. So obviously that's not really going to work for most commercial agriculture. So um, in 2019, when that breakthrough finally happened, where we can handle uh, larger flow rates of commercial agricultural systems, that's when we really launched our product um, and started getting uh, traction at that point. Wow. And what countries do you currently serve? Uh, we're in about, I think, 28 countries right now. Uh, wow. We have all of South America, um, obviously here, United States, Canada, and Mexico. Uh, we have several countries in Africa, um, Australia, um, India. You know, we're we're working to, you know, Pakistan. We have several university trials in in Africa and Pakistan and and in South America. So, 
you know, we're, we're definitely expanding. We, we expect to be in at least 50 to 60 countries by the end of the year, if not more. Um, but, uh, but we're rolling in, in quite a few areas. So it's pretty exciting. Wow. Yeah. That's really incredible. Especially mm-hmm. given, you know, it hasn't been that long. That's amazing growth. Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually, I mean, when you really break it down because of COVID, like when we launched at the end of 2019, um, it was right in the middle of the season for South America. So we, we got a lot of farms in South America already rolling because they were in the season. Now, everybody here in the States was saying, okay, this sounds really interesting. Let's talk about it right before planting, which is, you know, right around now, you know, March, April. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit and then everybody said, nope, well, I'm not changing anything. I'm not doing anything. You know, I can't even get out to my farm in, in some cases, you know, mm-hmm. all of our university trials we had already set up for the year for 2020 were all scrapped because all the universities wow. were essentially, uh, you know, out. So 2021 was really our, our main breakout year uh, where we went from 20 farms in the United States to over 100 now wow. and, and about uh, 80 around the world uh, at the beginning of 2021. Now we're in about 600 farms That's amazing. and growing. So. Yeah. Wow. It's been pretty, pretty explosive. It's pretty fun. I guess. So tell me about the, I don't know if I'll say it right. Kiminasi plant bu- booster. Kiminasi. Yes. Kiminasi. Okay. Yeah. Everybody so, thinks it's, it's Japanese. It's an Italian product. It's very interesting. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. The, yeah, the so inventor of this. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the inventor of this technology, his name is Fulvio Balmelli. Um, he's a medical researcher and he's got a medical clinic in Como, Italy. And um, he'd been using um, biophysics, um, which is sort of the technology of applying the laws of physics to improve biological functions. Um, he'd been using that and to heal people with various diseases from, you know, heart disease to, you know, lung disease, you know, and I, I won't go into all the diseases because I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm necessarily promoting him or anything. But, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, he, he'd been curing people of all these different physical problems. And he discovered that the, the common denominator of human illness and human dysfunction was actually poor nutrition and poor water quality. Mm-hmm. You know, everything can kind of, uh, you know, be, be derived from that. So he said, well, as a medical clinic, you know, we can continue to try to heal people, but we're never really going to improve or make an impact on the health of humanity just by healing people that come into our clinic. So mm-hmm. um, he spent, he decided I'm going to study plant physiology and, and work out a way to make plants more nutritious so that the food that we all eat is healthier. And that will, of course, um, reduce dramatically the amount of the need for the medicine and the need for medical intervention. So um, he started that and, and really it's 23, 24 years now. Um, but um, he really devoted his life to improving nutrition. So the Kiminasi plant booster is um, the, the word Kiminasi comes from the first two letters of his four children, you know, Kia, Mia, Nathan, and Syrian. Oh, wow. Um, he decided he wanted to be, um, to make them the uh, progenitors or, or to leave them a legacy. And so he named the, his technology after them. Um, and uh, he's got other technologies too. He's got, like I said, medical, medical types of technologies. He's got a water treatment technology. He's got other things, but, um, our company is, is forwarding the agricultural technology, which is the Kiminasi plant booster. That's great. And then, so tell me how it works. Like what, what, what is it? Yeah. So the, the product itself is an irrigation device. Um, and we have different sizes of systems to accommodate any type of irrigation from literally home and garden all the way up to big 2,600 gallon a minute uh, systems. Um, and what it is, is it, it's composed of microtransmitters that have been programmed with 
3,000 unique frequency signals that are associated with healthy, productive plants. So uh, the, the short version is his, his research, um, he really discovered that the photosynthesis process of, of plants is consistent across all plant varieties. So, um, but, but that photosynthesis, those individual biological processes have to be timed and aligned to each other in the same way that, let's say, uh, an engine in an eight-cylinder truck, have, those cylinders have to be aligned and timed correctly in order for, um, you know, for the engine to run. So, um, so what he discovered is that if the plants are healthy, then those signals, those, those frequencies of their biological functions will be consistent and orderly. But when we have heat stress or, you know, insect pressures or funguses or diseases or these different um, stress factors, it, it alters the, the operation of the biological function of plants and their, the frequency patterns get distorted. So our system is essentially reinforcing the ideal metabolism of plants through the use of the physical laws of harmonics. So we're basically like a tuning fork in music. We're retuning those biological processes in the plant and it becomes much more resilient to those environmental factors. And it also helps dramatically increase the amount of energy output of a plant during the season. So most, in most situations, plants are probably losing 30 to 50% of the available energy through photosynthesis because of all these factors. And our system is reducing that to almost zero. And so it produces tremendous, tremendous results. Wow. That's, that's incredible. And, um, what kind of yield increase are we looking at using the system? Well, we have farmers, I mean, if you look at the real top end, we have farmers that are, you know, doubling their yield or even, even almost tripling their yield. But on a consistent average, I would say farmers should expect 20 to 30% increases in yield. Uh, we're seeing that consistently across all plant types. Um, you know, you'll hit those 60, 70, 80% here and there, but you know, what I, what I tell farmers, uh, is a confident expectation is you'll see 20 to 30% increases in yield for sure. Wow. And is this for any crop or are there certain crops that work best? We've so far, it seems to work on every crop. We haven't really seen yeah. a crop where, um, where it doesn't work. I mean, obviously non-photosynthesis crops like mushrooms or those types of things, um, you know, it wouldn't necessarily work. I wouldn't expect it to work on those things, but um, everything, every type of photosynthetic crop, like, you know, leafy vegetables, row crops, trees, uh, grasses, oh. grains. I mean, we get good results on all of those things. I know in, in some of your marketing material, it says it conserves water and I understand it's, it's using irrigation water. So how is it also conserving? Right. So what we're seeing in the soil itself is better water retention characteristics. So, okay. um, obviously if a farmer's not, not irrigating, then, um, our system would have to be applied in some way, like on a sprayer or some, some, something like that. Oh, okay. Um, but assuming the farmer is already irrigating, what our system does is helps, um, you know, for sandy soils where the water leaches through the soil, um, it seems to add organic matter and, um, and cation ion exchange capacity so that it actually retains that moisture more efficiently. Hmm. Um, and for clay or hard soils, it, there's, it enhances microbial activity in the soil, which helps to break apart and reduce the soil compaction factor so that the water can drain into the soil more efficiently. So because of those two factors, we do see quite a bit and quite often um, reduction in water needs for the plants. Wow. And, and so if a farmer decides to go ahead, what's the process for them to implement the system from beginning to end? 
Yeah. So they would just contact us again. Um, if, if they haven't seen one of our presentations or they have questions, of course, we answer those for them. Um, then we just do um, an analysis of their farm and how much they want to start with. Some farms, you know, they want to just jump in and, and get the maximum benefit and maximum opportunity. And so we just work out their irrigation system details. Um, and some guys want to be a little more cautious and do demos first, and that's fine. So we just kind of figure out with the farmer what they want to start with. And then we work out the details of their irrigation system, like their flow rates, the size of their pipes, the area of coverage, those types of things. And then we just build out the correct system for that, for those specifications, send it out to them. And then we have a follow-up program where uh, our science director or one of our science team will follow up with the farmer, let's say on a monthly basis, just to make sure that, you know, they're seeing what they should see. They're seeing the results they should see. And, you know, in the season, what they usually see in the beginning is uh, better soil characteristics. Uh, the, the the leaves will be greener. The plants will look healthier. They'll be growing faster. So we have those initial things like, okay, are you seeing these things? Because you should see these things. Wow. And then, of course, toward harvest, we we you know, work with them in terms of measuring their harvest and seeing what they actually got out of that season. And then we, we do the comparisons there. Yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, in this year, I think it's really important because of the high inputs, because of, you know, weather, because of all of these things that are happening to have some options open up is, is really great. I think, I think this is a really interesting new technology that, that can really help help producers across the U S and the world. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, we, we, um, I mean, obviously we didn't hope for fertilizer shortages and yeah. high input costs. We're not necessarily rooting for those things, but you know, again, we, we got into this with the understanding that, um, the biochemical approach has been, uh, unfortunately it's, it's sort of like you're shooting yourself in the foot. You, you gain production, but you know, the microbial activity in the soil and, and other things, you know, can get reduced by overuse of chemicals. And so, you know, we developed this technology to sort of help farmers to reduce their dependence upon these things, um, just in the, in the average course of doing business. And of course, now when you have situations where fertilizer shortages and fertilizer costs are through the roof and everything else, um, obviously there's, there's much more need for situations and solutions like ours. Yeah, for sure. And in my opinion, there's no better take caretaker of the earth than a farmer, right? They, they depend on the land. It's, it's everything. Um, but it also is, it, it comes down to the bottom line. So how is this increasing the farmer's profit? Good question. So, um, yeah, when we got into this again, when I got into this, I, I knew my grandparents were, were by no means rich after farming for their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's regulations and various things to try to force farmers to, to adapt to new ways of doing things. But we look at it like the farmers are the backbone of our civilization, right? Mm -hmm. All of our forefathers were farmers. All of the forefathers of any country is essentially farmers, you know? So, um, they're, they're the, really the backbone of everything we build on top of that. So, you know, we can't just be make farmers the enemy. We have to work with them and say, how do we, how do we help you? Um, <clears throat> pardon me. So the answer to the question is um, because our system is making plants more efficient and utilizing the water and resources that are available to it, mm -hmm. um, it will increase production on the, on the, the back end side. So everything else being equal, you'll get more yield for those inputs. And, um, because of the the improved microbial activity and other soil building characteristics, 
over time, the farmer should be able to dramatically reduce how much chemicals and fertilizers and, and pesticides that they're using, which will, of course, reduce their bottom line on the input side. So um, we're looking at uh, a solution that's just making the farm more efficient. And when you can do that, of course, profitability will follow. For sure. Absolutely. And what about cost? Is it you know cost per acre, cost? What's, what's kind of that model? Yeah. So for smaller systems or smaller demos or, or small farms like greenhouses or those types of things, we have uh, pre-made pipe fittings that um, uh, they're based upon the flow rate of the farm, uh, whether it's 75 gallons a minute or less. You know, we have an introductory unit that costs $1,000 and that lasts for two years. And then higher flow rates require more transmitters to accommodate that. And so there's a, a structure depending on the flow rates for that. Um, and then once we get above five acres, um, we usually just charge by the acre. Um, and we have a, a commodity system, which uh, is designed for more broad acre, large systems for like corn, soybeans, wheat, those types of crops. And then we have a, another pricing model for specialty crops like um, strawberries, blueberries, you know, tree fruit, those types of things. Wow. So, and there's, there's a few different cost structures depending on the type of crop. And we try to model it in, in such a way that we know the farmer is going to make um, a really good return on their investment, no matter what mm-hmm. crop they have. So uh, we just negotiate that with the farmer and, and work it out for them. That's great. And you said earlier <clears throat> that um, you can even, even supply to gardeners. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big gardener and I yeah. just moved from Canada to Florida. So I'm learning. I'm <laughs> learning. I thought it was a lot easier to grow things in Florida, but it is not. I just started a little food forest with bananas and papayas and pineapples and coffee and yeah, so many things. But so could somebody like me, I do have irrigation here and pretty much have to. Right. So could somebody like me have a system like this? Yeah, like I said, we have smaller devices that are um, actually all the way down to three quarters of an inch, which you can just attach to the end of a hose. Um, we also have slightly larger devices, which can be plumbed in if you have like an automatic sprinkler system or that kind of thing. Um, they can just be easily plumbed into your irrigation line. And, you know, if you want a greener lawn, uh, you want to, uh, you know, you have a garden or a food forest or, or those types of things, you know, homesteaders, those types of things. Um, you know, we have systems that can accommodate those and, and help out the little guys also. In fact, we're having, we're supposed to be having some meetings with guys that are interested in helping us distribute into Home Depot and Lowe's and those and wow. the big garden chains. So hopefully that'll be coming up this year as well. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah. so are you currently looking for distributors? Yes. Um, so <clears throat> again, we're the, with the corporate office, we're here in Florida also. Um, but we're really looking for those local dealers. So we want guys in California, we want guys in, you know, different States that can actually go to the farmers and have those one-on-one conversations. Um, and then we of course support the dealers as far as that goes. Um, internationally, we have, um, you know, also dealers and other partners in various countries that are, some of them are doing their own, you know, sort of demos to make sure that they can see what they see on their farms or in that region matches what we see everywhere else. And, and they'll be jumping on board and introducing us to farmers also. And then from a country standpoint, when we open up new countries, we have an entire program called the 40-40-40 program to, you know, hit the top 40 crops, the top 40 universities and the top, um, you know, the top influencers and in, in government agencies and stuff to really help, you know, really launch an entire country. You know, because countries like Africa, they're, they're, look, they're, they're looking to us to help them with food shortages, actually, which is an yeah. unfortunate reality in some areas. So we're looking at it like if we can improve their production on their farms by 30, 40, 50% or more, then obviously that's going to feed a lot more people and that'll help a lot, of, a lot as well. 
Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah. So where can people find you? So you can go to our website. It, it's harvestharmonics.com. Um, you can also go to our Facebook channel. I do a, a daily Facebook um, show where I'll sometimes I present our technology and explain how it works. A lot of times I'll pick a topic in agriculture, like fertilizer shortages or, or costs and that kind of stuff, profitability issues. You know, we've done shows on research and research and development R and D tax credits, where if they if they use our device, they can actually qualify for tax mm-hmm. credits. You know, those types of things. So um, that's at four thirty every day, four thirty Eastern time, uh, United States every day. So they can tune in there and ask questions and and um, all all of our contact information is on our website also, so they can reach out to us and we can work with them. That's awesome, and uh, as you know. With all of you know how tumultuous the world is right now, what are you seeing as the biggest challenges that we're facing today when it comes to food security? With food security, I think the biggest issues is um, you know obviously there's there's tracking tracking which I mean this, those those systems are getting more and more sophisticated, but I think the the most important thing which is not really talked about very much is actually the importing of um, diseases or insects or other things from other regions, mm-hmm. which uh, are not uh, indigenous to a certain area. For example, here in Florida, in the early 2000s, there was an insect called the Asian psyllid uh, that that came in through shipments and, and certain types of uh, seedlings for citrus that were brought in uh, as they were testing. But what happened with this psyllid is they carried a disease called uh, it's basically known as citrus greening here, but it's a disease that basically kills citrus trees. Um, and it's completely wiped out 80% of the production of citrus here in Florida over the last 15 years. So when a, when an insect or a disease is not endemic to an, an area, um, and it comes from some other area, those plants do not have an immune system that are, that is, or, you know, to fight off those insects or those diseases, just like, you know, we brought smallpox over and the Native American population was wiped out because of this disease that they didn't have any resistance for. Right. So I think with food security, I mean, there is, of course, um, you know, it's types of diseases like E. coli and those types of things that can be um, uh, transmitted. But I think the more important thing is when you have these things that are that can wipe out entire production areas because of, you know, people that aren't being careful or they don't know or whatever, you know, these can be devastating too to certain regions, you know, and that's, that's, you know, Florida is an example, but there's a lot of examples in different areas where these types of, you know, movement of of plants or movement of um, insects and diseases actually causes huge problems. And so it's more important than ever for farmers to take care of their soil and make sure that their plants are healthy, not just, not just to keep them productive, but make sure that they're healthy and the soil is healthy so that, you know, if those types of things come around, the plants will be equipped you know, to, to fight those things off and not, not, you know, die off just like COVID. I mean, you know, people that were healthy and they had a good immune system, they, they may have gotten sick. Like I got COVID last year and it was no fun, but I have a good immune system. I'm healthy. So I was able to withstand it and, and come right. through it. You know, guys that aren't, unfortunately, um, you know, you got to take care of yourself. You gotta, farmers have to take care of their plants. So. Yeah, I agree. So I have one last question for you. Um, what are you most passionate about and why do you serve the the agriculture industry personally? I I think in a general way, I'm most passionate about helping people. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're all here to serve. Um, 
and we all should should look at our lives uh, and you know me personally i had to look at my own life and say am i going to leave the world a better place than i found it you know yeah. it's easy to get kind of wrapped up in you know politics and and you know fighting with people or disagreeing with other people and and you know all that's okay but i mean at the end of the day we all have to look at how can we play the bigger game how can we play a better game how can we play a game where everybody wins and not just i win and you lose you yeah. know and I think supporting agriculture is again, as I said earlier, it's, it's supporting the backbone of our civilization. You know, and if if we really take care of farmers and really take care of our the quality of our food, uh, then I think that's going to positively impact everybody. So it's not it's not something that just impacts a few people or or one political party versus another. It's it's helping everybody. And I think um, that was my passion is I want to help farmers because their mission is is to feed all of us, right? And whether they get acknowledged well enough for that, I personally don't think they're acknowledged well enough for that. But whether uh, whether we pay enough attention to the, the good work that they do, I want to help them produce a better product for everybody and hopefully put some more money in their pocket. So that's what I'm passionate about. Those are great points. And I definitely agree with that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, what a great conversation. I'm really interested. I definitely want to see more. And maybe you've got farms around me where I can go visit. That would be really cool. Yeah, just uh, just let me know when we go off and uh, I'm happy to, to share those numbers for you. That's amazing. And thanks to all who are watching or listening. If you want to learn more, the links will be provided in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to North American Egg Spotlight on YouTube, Rumble, AgFuse, um, Telegram, and Getter. And the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to today's Egg Spotlight episode, where we put the spotlight on people and companies doing great things for the agricultural industry. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or on your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star review. You can also follow us on YouTube and Rumble to see the video version of Egg Spotlight. Also, head on over to NorthAmericanAg.com to subscribe to our Industry Connect update newsletter. If you're interested in advertising opportunities, email us at connect at NorthAmericanAg.com. Thanks for listening. Our newest podcast by North American Ag is called What Color Is Your Tractor? The stories behind the ag brands you love and the ag brands you love to hate. Hosted by me, Chrissy Wozniak. We take a deep dive into the companies that have built modern agriculture. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Go to whatcolorisyourtractor.com. Available on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. And if you're looking for equipment to buy... You can bid with confidence, no buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit fastline.com for more information. You can join us for a tour of the Fastline Auctions platform July 13th at 6.30 p.m. To register for this webinar, go to northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar. That's northamericanag.com slash fastline 
hyphen webinar to register now.